Book one in the Sophie Hardy saga, Sophie Hardy and the Internet Implant, is now available to buy from Amazon in paperback, hardback or downloadable in Kindle form. If you would like to purchase any of these, then either search on Amazon or visit our website, www.sophiehardysaga.com. Sophie Hardy in the Internet Implant by Emma Dale Narrated by Leona Hall Chapter 21 Hard Light Clara continued her march down the pure white corridor. She was clearly excited at what she was about to show Sophie and Yasmin. The pair did their best to keep up, but Clara seemed to have found an extra gear and really was motoring. After a few minutes, Clara stopped. She turned to talk to Sophie and Yasmin, but had to wait a second while they caught up and then catch their breath. Before she could speak, though, her appearance seemed to change. Her hair went red and freckles appeared on her face. Clara quickly shook her head and her normal face presented itself. What was that? Sophie asked. My avatar appears to be glitched, Clara replied. It's been like that since I was given it. Sometimes it changes my appearance without me asking it to. Miss Sissons has had a look and can't find what's causing it. Are you OK with that? Sophie asked. Doesn't matter too much, does it? Clara asked. I suppose not, Sophie replied. It might just take some getting used to if it happens again. It only happens occasionally, and even then it's only for a few seconds, Clara explained, and Sophie decided that it didn't bother Clara too much, then it shouldn't bother her. I'm going to show you the three most important rooms and places we use at Shadow, Clara began, dismissing Sophie's worry. The playground, where, over time, we will hone your agent skills and turn you into the best. Then, Zatfor, which isn't for the faint-hearted, apparently. I'm not sure. I've never seen it, just seen pictures and read the stories. First time for everything, though. Clara was clearly getting excited at having someone to share all this with. First of all, though, here we are at the tech room, or as Miss Sissons and I call it, the shop floor. Sophie and Yasmin grew with excitement. The tiredness they had felt previously was replaced with adrenaline. It was all a bit surreal, seeing one of their best friends show them around a part of her life that neither of them had any idea existed. It would be one thing if Clara had a hobby that neither of them knew about, but this was a whole new world that Yasmin and Sophie had no clue existed outside of Tom's stories. Clara put her hand up against the wall and it flashed red, then green, like it had done in reception. Part of the wall separated and revealed an entrance to a room, much like the medical area that Clara had gone into with King. Without thinking, Clara walked in and Sophie and Yasmin followed. Once they had a chance to take in their surroundings, Sophie and Yasmin noticed that they were in the same room as they were in before, when they had first come to Shadow. Once again, it was completely sparse. It was a plain grey warehouse type space with high walls and a long floor. There wasn't much to take in the first time, never mind the second. Clara continued to step forward for a few more paces, then stopped. We've been here before, Sophie said. Clara turned her head slightly to let Sophie know she had heard, but then heard her mutter, Not like this, you haven't. Clara clicked her fingers. She turned around with a huge smile of pride and excitement. Sophie and Yasmin looked at her as if waiting for her to do something else, but they weren't waiting long. Underneath her feet, the room began to shake. It was like a giant earthquake. Sophie went to grip on Yasmin's shoulder so as to keep her balance, but because they were in their avatars and were still just projections of themselves, her hand went straight through her and she almost fell to the floor. Clara just stood there, grinning, completely relaxed. The shaking got more and more violent until things started emerging out of the floor. All around the room, pillars of white started to grow. Some rose to knee-high, others rose to eye level. The tops of them were about the size of a dinner plate. It was like a white forest was growing within a huge room and it wasn't stopping. More and more pillars started sprouting from the floor. 
Some were now growing as high as the ceiling and still they kept emerging out of the floor. However, through the room was a path where nothing had grown. This appeared, to Sophie, to allow people to walk in amongst all of the strange white towers. As the shaking finished, Sophie and Yasmin straightened themselves up. The growth had stopped and so had the shaking. Then, though, Clara clicked her fingers again and all the tops of the cylindrical tubes flipped over. There was now some sort of object on top of each one, or, if there wasn't an object, there was a green light emanating upwards from the top of the tube, each with a card that had a name on it. Sophie noticed the car from last time was still there, but this time it was on the other side of the warehouse, completely swamped by a million other objects. Come on, Clara beckoned. The girls followed on behind her as Clara continued her exposition of what exactly was going on. This is every piece of tech that Mr King and Miss Sissons have invented in the last few years. Some are copies of things they have made before the departure that have been remade. Others are brand new. Everything is top secret and definitely not to be made available to anyone outside of this room, for now. Sophie stared at everything she could and tried to read as many labels as possible. She caught glance of one of the tubes with a green light and read on the card, Heat Vision Plugin allows the user to see the world through a heat-sensitive camera to detect body heat. Sophie had no time to ask Clara questions as she was hurried off into the distance again, weaving in and out of the white towers, following the path to a destination unknown. Sophie caught sight of another one. This one appeared to have a brown satchel on the top. BP bag allows the wearer to carry an infinite amount of equipment so that they can always have what they need. Next to that was a photo frame with a picture in where the people seemed to be animated and waving. It read, Digifoto, a clever way to store data to avoid it being stolen. Sophie's attention was then caught by inventions like the food copier, creates food for anyone, anywhere, and the H2O creator will give the owner water whenever they desire. It was these that made her think back to what Mr Houghton or Dale Nathan had said about there being inventions in there which King had chosen not to use that could change the world for the better. The trio kept walking. Sophie and Yasmin both read various of the labels but eventually Clara stopped. She turned, took a ball out of her pocket and threw it at Yasmin. Yasmin reacted quickly and would have caught it, but it travelled straight through her hand and onto the floor behind her. How come you can throw that ball and open that door? Sophie asked, remembering that her cousin was an avatar as well, yet was able to do everyday tasks that she and Yasmin couldn't. If we're all projected here with light, which we are, as we are actually all in your room, then you should go through everything as well. Clara didn't say anything. She simply put her hand on top of one of the tubes with a green light coming off it. Sophie leaned forward. It read... Hard light allows the user to be a physical presence when logged in as an implant user. In the corner of Sophie's eye, a familiar red dot began to flash. Knowing exactly what to do this time, Sophie stared at the empty space in front of the objects in front of her. You have one new plug-in waiting to be installed, it read when Sophie zoned in. She then heard Clara's voice. Install it, she instructed. Then you should be able to touch things in the same way I can. Sophie clicked on the link and instantaneously a download bar appeared, then disappeared again. Sophie zoned back into the room. Ready and waiting was Clara. She threw the ball to Yasmin again, who this time caught it. Whoa, Yasmin mimed excited. We can touch while being an avatar, Sophie asked. Clara simply nodded. One of Mr King's most important inventions changed the way we go about things completely. Now that we can project ourselves somewhere and touch whilst there, it's literally like being in two places at once. However... We are zoned out in one of those places, Clara added, seemingly shooting her own argument down. Yasmin threw the ball to Sophie, who caught it and threw it back to Clara. What else have you got? Yasmin asked, almost rudely, expecting to be given something else. Sophie, though, was still taking in this new ability to touch. 
She wandered over to one of the white towers and put her hand on it. It was so soft, like touching cotton wool. She stroked it for a few seconds before something caught her eye. To her left, at about eye level, was a tube that had nothing on it. No object, no light, nothing, except for a card that only had two words written on it. Time travel. What's this one? Sophie asked. Clara came and stood behind her, looking over her shoulder. Yasmin stood over her other shoulder. That's the big one. If Mr King could only invent one more thing for the rest of his life, it would be time travel. We already sort of go forwards in time with speed-up dilator, but that just gives an impression of what the future might look like. It's not an accurate prediction. Many years ago, he did experiment with sending someone forward by 30 seconds, but that agent was never seen again. Mr King wants to make it a reality that we can go back and forth in time. He knows he will be able to do it, just not yet. Sophie thought about the last part of the sentence for a few seconds before dismissing it as an interesting choice of phrase by Clara. All right, next, Clara began. I need to show you how you're going to be trained. No more plugins or apps, Yasmin sounded disappointed. Not yet. Plenty of time for that. You already have everything I've got, Clara replied, trying to soften Yasmin's disappointment. Clara clicked her fingers again and all the tubes lowered themselves back into the floor. There was distinctly less shaking this time and the girls made their way back out of the warehouse and back into the white corridor. Yasmin took great satisfaction in putting her hand up next to the door and watching it go red then green. Check you out, you're a natural, Clara said in what Sophie knew as her sarcastic, patronising but harmless way. Yasmin turned her nose up and the three friends set off for the next part of their enlightenment. Sophie Hardy Saga was written and produced by Emma Dale and narrated and produced by Leona Hall. If you enjoyed it and would like to continue to follow the adventures of Sophie and her friends in coming episodes, then please subscribe through one of the many podcast providers out there. The links for each of these can be found on our website. If you require more information, visit our many social media channels or if you would like to purchase a hard copy of the book, then be sure to check out www.sophiehardysaga.com. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy.